Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through manure online. Guess what, dudes? We're back. I have Eminem in my head. You know, guess who's back? Back again. Oh, yeah. The girls are back. <laughs> Telephone. <laughs> so we're back. It's been like six weeks. We t- figured it out. Six six whole weeks. Like we I, did the Vagina Rocks episode. I feel like we had to reintroduce ourselves or something. Yeah. Talk smack about Tom Brady. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. What? My Wait, name's what? Angie. Michigan still sucks. Yeah. Got <laughs> what? it. What? Yeah, we did. We definitely blew it in the bowl side of things, right? For football. Basketball's been pretty decent. But anyway, we're back. It's me. It's Karen. It's Jen. Woo. Your world is now complete, dear five listeners of ours. Because we've lost like 12 listeners because. You know, they're like, oh, well, the girls can't put out a new podcast, so I guess I don't love them anymore. Right. And we're sad about that. But, so. but we need your love. We thrive on it. Right. We, <laughs> please don't leave us. So so January, where the heck did it go? Right. Um, we started. And Karen, what's your take so far on 2018? Well, I thought 2017 sucked, but I feel like 20 January 2018 at least has been like hold my beer. <laughs> God. Yeah. You guys but... have had it rough. It's Karen started it. Yeah. So Karen, <laughs> you you started the crap like Yeah, I got Mara. strep. Well, I got strep first, and I haven't had strep okay. since I was in college. Which yeah. you know, I looked at the calendar was 21 years ago. <laughs> Oh what? my god. How are you getting so old? No, I haven't had strep and I was like, what is I'm like, you know, it's not generally something you get when you're older. Yeah. And so all I can figure out is the preschool cooties brought it home, but um they were checked and they didn't seem to think that they had gotten it. So but I'm deathly afraid of strep, so we all went on antibiotics and yeah. save me the lecture on antibiotic resistance when it comes to strep. I really don't give a Man, I'm telling you what, antibiotics for the win in January, all the way around, livestock and kids. Yeah, well, the last time I had strep, I mean, I didn't know it. Like, it didn't, you know, show the regular symptoms, and I didn't know it until I ended up at a specialist because I had, like, 25 knots on each leg between my ankle and my knee. So, you know, I'm like, antibiotics for everybody! (laughs) Yeah. So we had 10 days and literally we finished antibiotics on a Monday night and Tuesday, my littlest Mara got sick. She's three and she didn't really feel that well. And so she stayed home from school. But then on the way home from picking up her sister, I heard her wheeze, which so I didn't know anything about these breathing treatments and all of that because I've just never heard of this before. We've had to deal with this for Mara. So she had one episode in November, and it was pretty small. It was We went to the ER, but we were home in a couple hours. Well, this time, I gave her the nebulizer, and it didn't seem like anything happened. So I called the pediatrician. The pediatrician said to get to prompt care, go to prompt care. Her oxygen levels were 84. Jeez. And Ugh. I was like, okay. You yeah. know, and they talked to you, and they're like, well, we can't make you get in an ambulance, but if you want to drive, you know, and I'm like, no, it's okay. We'll take an ambulance. So we took an ambulance from prompt care to the hospital, which seemed like the 20 longest yeah. minutes of my life. I mean, it just seemed like it took forever. Mm-hmm. But Mara was charming the EMS guys. He, she had a meeting out of their hand. Were they cute? At least. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. And they yeah. were nice, and they were really playful yeah, with her, and, you go. know, kept trying to 
you know, entertain her, which was good. And yeah. so we get to the hospital. And of course, you know, the ER doctor doesn't speak that great of English. And he kept saying, and all the nurses kept saying it was pneumonia. Oh, yeah. And I was just yeah. like, but, you know, you've all said the x-ray doesn't show anything. So, you know, and they tried to tell us that in November, too. So I was like, okay, well. Luckily, the branch of the hospital we were in also has a children's hospital about an hour away. And so they ended up transferring us there. So we got a second ambulance ride of the day. Oh, my gosh. And finally got to the Children's Hospital of Illinois, which is in Peoria, at about midnight. So and there they never mentioned pneumonia. They're like, no, which is good. They had decided that she has asthma. So we're now working through that. Generally... Um, there's a trigger for it. And so far they've said viral, but she didn't test positive for the flu or for RSV or for any of the 10 or 20 other viruses they checked her for. So I'm still a little bit unsure on that. And then, um, so we were in the PICU for a couple of days and then in a regular room. So I got to spend two nights and not sleeping in the hospital. And, you know, by the 48th hour, you're just Mm -hmm. like, ah, so yeah. Send me home, please. How's she been since? She's better. You guys got home then and, and, uh, yeah, they put her on like some medicine, you know, twice a day and, and she's been fine so far. She's only had a couple of school classes so far where she can pick up a lot of cooties, but so we're still trying to figure out that, but we went and saw the specialist and of course they take an allergy test because usually asthma allergies and eczema are kind of like the trifecta. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so it came back just a regular blood test that she's allergic to cow's milk, wheat, and dog. Well, obviously, we have Wrigley because you guys have heard her. Yeah. And even though Wrigley is a hyperallergenic dog, that only does so much. But <laughs> So we have to get purifiers and blah, blah, blah. And then the cow's milk and wheat, I mean, all the kid eats are dairy products and noodles and breaded chicken nuggets, <laughs> you know. If I take all that away, I mean, she will literally eat grilled chicken, apples, and oranges, and that will be it. <laughs> so I don't know oh, what to do with this information. I'm like, she's three and a half. She's eaten these things her entire life. It hasn't. It's not the trigger for the asthma. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. If I take those away, she's going to be freaking mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, are they? So are they going to give her allergy meds? Like, is she going to take shots or anything? No. Um. She, they took the blood test and said if anything comes back, you know, like really off the charts, then they'd send us to an allergist, and they didn't do that. Uh-huh. So, oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, um, my brother has some allergies, but he doesn't do the shots. He actually uses toothpaste. <laughs> Um, he had done the sublingual drops for a while and then they just put the drops in his toothpaste. So for allergy medicine, all he has to do is take, you know, brush his teeth twice a day. So you're kidding. No. And like, even the doctor at the children's hospital, she was like, are you, she's like, I've never met anyone on that yet. And I was like, well, he's been on it for about two years, but he was at the university of Missouri with his, um, his last job and so that's kind of where that started so i'm like man if that's an option oh my god that's so cool yeah so they just put you know the little allergens in his toothpaste and he gets you know subjected to him twice a day that's awesome wow i didn't even know that was technology people yeah and like and you're not likely to forget to brush your teeth as you might be to forget to you know take a pill so Wait a minute. My kids would. But, but <laughs> as an adult, yeah. probably not. But. And he doesn't have to get that shots. Is, that's amazing technology, really. Mm-hmm. People want to bash technology, but that's, that that's is. 
Brilliant. Yeah, that's super smart. Um, that's, uh, I don't know. Having a sick kid is the worst. Like, Oh my God. I would rather be sick any day. Now having a sick husband sucks also. Oh. Sick husband. Yeah, but at least you can beat right? him. Or ignore him. <laughs> oh, you're sick. Sorry. Shutting the door. So, so let's go back a second. So pretty much right after Mara got out of the hospital, you ended up in the hospital. Yeah, yeah we, Fred, uh, right? so like Mara was in the hospital until what you got out on that Thursday, right? Friday. 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 Okay. So that was the Friday that we got back from Michigan. So we traveled back to Michigan that week, the week of the 15th of January. And uh, my mom has a daycare. And so I love taking Colton because he gets to see all the other kids and they play and all of this. But uh, while we were there, I'm just like, oh my God, this house is a bastion of germs like you just all the kids are coughing oh my gosh like it's just like a peach and my mom takes offense and i wish she wouldn't because it's not her fault like there is no amount of bleach that you can use to clean you know there's nothing you can do when you have you know 10 three-year-olds coughing hacking picking their nose you know all of these things and all other kinds of places it's not just yeah it's not just you know but and so yeah, his immune everywhere. system isn't necessarily what it it could be. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. And so before we left to fly out, you know, you hear about all the news of the flu and all of this. And I was kind of like, oh God, I hope we don't get it. And and uh, you know, I took extra precautions at the airport and stuff, and I bathe in hand sanitizer. But um, we got back that Thursday and and Friday, the Friday morning of the nineteenth or whatever. He started to cough a little bit and he's not a kid that gets colds or, or anything like that's he's had croup once and and uh, that was a nightmare for me. Not so much for him, but for me. But anyway, he started to cough a little bit. We had to go to Sioux Falls that night because I had a, a speaking engagement for South Dakota corn growers the next morning. And so that night he kind of was like, oh, you could tell he didn't feel good. And, and so I gave him some ibuprofen and it helped. But uh, we tried to go to bed and, and uh, I could hear that croupy breathing, you know, that the the strider almost or whatever that goes along with with croup where it's <gasps> kind of and, and his cough kind of got worse. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll go sit in the steam in the bathroom. Well, so he sat in the steamy bathroom and all of a sudden I could feel his temperature kind of creep up a little bit and I didn't have a thermometer and I'm obsessed yeah. and I and people will say, well, let the fever do its job mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Fevers freak me out, you know, but I grew up, I had a friend that their little girl had a fever so high that it triggered a seizure when she was like 18, 19 months old. And her Ooh. development was stalled, was stalled at that point, 18, 19, you know. And so it was always Aww. one of those things where, you know, you, you heard that horror story. And so I've always kind of carried with me like, oh my God, you know, fevers, you know, seizure, blah, 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 sort of thing. And so about 1230, I knew I wasn't going to sleep because I knew we had croup. So I'm like, we'll go, we'll get steroids, we'll get a breathing treatment, we'll come home or come back to the hotel. And we were only two miles from like Sioux Falls' kick-ass Sanford, they call it the castle. Like they have a super awesome children's hospital or whatever, but they got us right into the ER and, and uh, they're like, yep, it's croup. <laughs> we have three other croup kids here tonight. Uh, he <laughs> sounds the worst. <laughs> and I'm like, my husband goes, what do we win? You know, Carl. And, uh, 
the doctor's like, well, we want to test for flu just to be safe. You know, we're seeing a lot of flu. We want to test. And I'm like, okay, fine. But, you know, I, he wasn't exposed to the flu. And sure enough, they come in and they're like, he has influenza A. And so I'm like, oh, God. Instantly, your stomach knots. You know what I mean? Like, um, just because I had the flu when I was pregnant with him, even though I had the flu shot, I got the flu. And I know how miserable it, it is. Your your body aches. And, you know, you can say that you're cold. You know, oh, I, it must be the flu. But no, your entire body, like, knots up. It aches. You know what I mean? Your fever's high. You're just... Yeah. The flu is a, a whole different animal. And, and uh, so we got home or got home. We got back to the, the hotel that night at like 3.30. I had to get up. I ended up waking up at like 5.30. I couldn't sleep. Um, I was just, I struggle with anxiety anyway. But so I got up and had to do uh, the corn growers thing. And so I did that. We got done at noon, <laughs> came home. He was actually great. Like the whole Saturday afternoon, he was like party animal, um, you know, just like ready to rock and roll. Saturday night it hit him. Um, and so we slept in the recliner and Sunday he was miserable. Sunday night though, his fever broke. And like Monday, he was fine for most of the day. Woke up. He's a little tired, you know, wanted to cuddle a little bit, but nothing like he was Saturday night or Sunday. And and so I'm like, sweet, that wasn't hard. Um, Monday night, though, his fever came back and his respiratory uh. rate like shot through the roof. And I knew something was wrong. But of course, we're also dealing with a blizzard at that time. And so... I called the emergency room, you know, cause we're 20 miles out of town and I'm like, do I bring him in or is it the flu? Because they were, yeah. you know, they don't really want you dragging your kid with the flu all over the place because it's the flu and it can travel and, you right. know, and they're like, well, just, you know, wait it out. Um, it, but if you, if you don't think I'm right, you can bring him in. And <laughs> it's like, well, you're the nurse at the emergency room, right. you know? So I waited and the next morning about eight o'clock, I called my doc, my pediatrician's nurse, which in Algona, the pediatrician's like the clinic is what they call it, which I'm always like Carl, when he used to tell me he was going to the clinic and like, you got the AIDS? Like, why are you going to the clinic? But that's what they call it. They're like, yeah, they're like, thank you for calling the Kasuth, you know, clinic. And uh, so I called and left a message for the nurse and no callback, no callback. I'm sitting here. He is lethargic, like does not want to wake up. Um, if I set him down, starts to cry, but just this weak, pitiful cry, very pale. And so finally I called and talked to the triage nurse and I said, we need, we need to get in like ASAP. And she's like, okay, come on in. Of course I haven't showered cause I can't put the kid down. I'm disgusting. I managed to be able to brush my teeth. I called the sitter and I was like, I need you to drive me into town cause I can't put him in the car seat and drive 15 miles, I, I think he'll have a, a breakdown, you know, so she drives me in, we get into the hospital, we get into the room, uh, the pediatrician's room, because I said he has the flu, you know, I don't want to sit in the waiting room and expose anyone else to it. And so they put us in the waiting room, we sit there for like 15 minutes, finally, the nurse comes in, slaps the pulse ox onto him, 78. Jeez. I know, I thought 84 was like, <laughs> that can't be right. Yeah. She's like, that can't be right. That can't be right. So she puts it on his toe. 78. That is, must be something wrong. I'm going to go get a different one. Comes back in with a different one, puts it on his other hand. Same thing. It's like the doctor comes in. some freaking oxygen for him. Well, that's just it. The doctor comes rushing in and I love my doctor. He is awesome. Comes rushing in. He goes, we need to go to the ER right now. 
So like takes us through these back corridors in the hospital. We get into the ER, puts a different pulse ox on him, you know, and Colton of course has kind of been, you know, we're like rushing. So he's breathing a little bit more and they put a different pulse ox on him. It's 87, 88, but they did a breathing treatment and did all of this and determined that they did blow by oxygen. Cause you even as sick as he was, he fought like a badger when I tried to put the oxygen thing on his face. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Amara didn't like those either. Ugh. And so they did a chest x-ray and the doctor's like, it's pneumonia. Uh, we're calling a ho- an ambulance. You're going to Des Moines. Oh, geez. Because they they weren't sure what it was. And he same thing as, as you, Karen. We're going to put you in the PICU. You're going to be in isolation. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know when you'll be back. We don't know any of this stuff. And so I'm trying not to shit my pants, you know, like trying not to lose it. I just completely. felt like I was a deer, like Mara looked like a deer in the headlights and I felt like one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is, is it's just like, oh my God, because you hear all of these horror stories of these kids ending up in the hospital and all of this stuff, you know, and, and all I could think about was, you know, the flu and, and secondary pneumonia and, and he's 19, 20 months and, you know, I'm like, it'll be okay. Like the little voice in your head's like, it'll be okay. But the the look on the doctor's face was like, no, no, it won't be. You know what I mean? Like you're. Well, and they use words like she's a very sick little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're in summary, you're. Okay. I, I get that. That's why we're here. Yeah. You're not helping <laughs> you're with kidding. my. This is news to me. Right. And that's just it. I'm like, ah. And so we get into the ambulance and it's a three hour drive for us in the ambulance. I can't and- believe that. Ours was only an hour and I wanted <sighs> to throw up. And well, and then they were like, well, we'll let you ride, but we didn't used to do that. And I'm like, well, then we'd be driving him because, yeah. um, you know, if you were to try to put him, he, he has se- separation yeah, anxiety. They never, anyway. <laughs> they never questioned, yeah, you know, he, like, this is where you you can sit here or you can sit over there is what they said. I couldn't even imagine being like, well, I'm going to load my child into the ambulance. I'll see him in three hours. Like, and the scariest part for me was when the doc, the, the EMS person that sat in the back with me was like okay just so you know if something happens i have to take care of him and i need you to back off and so then you're thinking to yourself oh my god what if i have to watch them like resuscitate my child and like it just makes you sick was there only one guy in the back there was one guy in the back and then they have a random driver dude oh see we had two okay we had two in the back and one kind of yeah. on the hour yeah. ride, one kind of one did all the monitoring, and the other one kind of kept her attention to you know keep kept yeah, her attention. just to you know keep it easier yeah. on her. And both times he did the monitoring the, and everything in the ambulance. But as we got towards the first hospital, you could tell she kind of fell backwards again, and like she would get seem like she was better, and then yeah. she'd fall back, and then she'd feel you know. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's what Colton was. He slept, and his oxygen ended up like with the pulse ox and the ambulance. His oxygen ran like ninety eight, the whole even after he wow. fell asleep. And so I was like, "That's odd," you know. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, his oxygen was bad. But I think they have oxygen in the bed. I don't know. I don't know what the- in the ambulance I, they told me that it's at a hundred percent. Okay, whereas generally, otherwise they put it through water and yeah, and make it lower. So that might be why it may have been why. So, but then we got good news. We get to Des Moines, you know, after I spend three hours of stomach gnawing insanity, and uh, uh, and those um, things are not. I mean, for motion sickness, those things are not no, good to ride in. No, and so we got there, and the doctor comes in, and he's like, "So did they do a blood test?" And I'm like, "No." Well, 
You could just see him like roll his eyes like, okay. So the first thing they did, they drew blood and uh, which I had him do Colton's finger because he just is a better finger prick, squeeze the finger, you know, versus trying to to nail a a vein sort of deal. And so that was fun because he lost his shit doing that. And they come in like five hours later, which they had an emergency situation with another baby. Mm -hmm. And so I was just glad I wasn't in that room, you know, and uh, um he comes in and he's like, okay, it's viral pneumonia, which is what we, you, what you want. And, uh, so they hooked him up to an IV liquids and, uh, antibiotics. And by the next day he was trying to rip it out of his own foot. So we could be, you know, they, they were trying to force us to get him to eat the next day. Cause he didn't want to take anything by mouth, but they'd also shoved Tamiflu down his throat and all of this crap. You know, he wanted nothing to do with anyone. Like if you tried to give him anything, he gave you complete side eye, like go after yourself. <laughs> Except for saltines. He ate like 27 saltines. And so finally... They wouldn't let Mara have anything. Like nothing. No water. They like swabbed her mouth with something and she was so pissed off. Like anytime anyone came in the room, she'd go, (laughs) Jim! And like anytime that she... Why didn't you ask ask him for juice for me? And I was like, Mara, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she just kept going, juice! Right? That's just it. (laughs) And finally one of the nurses going by was like, I'm going to go talk to the doctor. Right. And so, I mean, she wasn't even our nurse. I don't understand why she couldn't yeah. drink. Yeah. Her head spinning around. And so that nurse I came and brought her and said, oh, it brought her a juice finally. And Peace she's just like. Everywhere. She's just like exorcism case. She's so pissed. Like She was. She was like a total demon. Jeez. Oh, and, and, you know, she was in that metal crib, which yeah. I swear is off of like some, you know, mental institution horror flick. Yeah. Oh, they're terrible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they are. And she's doing and that and she just wanted out and oh, oh it was terrible. So funny. That's but she what, tried to rip that out too. And she tried she would like fall slightly asleep and she'd wake up itching her nose and then she'd try and pull it out. And then the next thing you know, she's itching it with the one they have the IV on and she's trying to rip the IV off her hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's so and I I have to give immense credit to anyone that's able to spend you know, like I just I hate it. Like it always reminds you how good you have it when you're just like, okay. And that's when the doctor told her, he's like, it's viral pneumonia, blah, blah, blah. You can, you guys, you have two choices. You can stay tonight and, you know, get some antibiotics and blah, blah, blah. Or you can head home. And Carl and I both look at each other like you f***ing us. We're not going home. And that's what I said. I'm like, first of all, we're three hours away. We just had an ambulance ride down here. There's no way in hell if he were to go backwards overnight, we could get here or anywhere, you know, reasonable. Obviously, Algona, the esteemed uh, high hospital that they are, can't handle, you know, any sort of health concern above a (laughs) splinter. You know what I mean? Like, and so I said, no, I appreciate, you know, one night of at least observation to make sure. And and so that's what we did. And I mean, I just I. was so grateful that's what it ended up as just because I can't even imagine, but they were full. Uh, the peds floor in Des Moines was full. There was, uh, it was at the children's hospital. The, all of it was full. Yeah. yeah. And they had different. Um, so we started in an intermediate room, which they could switch over to the PICU cause she had to do the breathing treatments like constant for four hours. Yeah. And then when they went to switch us over to a general peds, there were no general peds rooms left. So we still ended up on the PICU floor, which was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just, yeah, it was crazy. But then yeah. it makes you think, so with this, so it happened once before 
and that you know there was no answer and now yeah. we have this and so we're going with asthma but it's like you know did it happen before and i didn't notice yeah. Because the first time it happened, it was the sitter who noticed because her little brother had the issue. But by the time I got home, she wasn't doing it. And her mom had just texted me a couple hours later, just as Mara had fallen asleep. And I just noticed that she was, she started breathing funny. And and so, I mean, if it wasn't for the, you know, for them pointing it out, I mean, did I miss it before? I mean, it just makes you feel horrible that, you know, did this happen before? I mean, I don't think it's happened before, but maybe it has. Yeah. That you've done something, you have mad mom guilt. Well, and that's why I uh, actually bought, well, this is weird, because that Friday, the Friday before, I had ordered a Pulse Ox thing, because a group of my moms were like, it's the best investment I've ever made. You can get it on Amazon Prime. Oh, still looking for a subscriber, or a, a sponsor, by the way. But uh, well, just to beef that up, I just ordered one off of Amazon Prime and it should be here tomorrow. Right. And that's what I did is I ordered one and I broke it. So that oh. Friday I ordered it and like I got it and they're like, OK, this is what you have to do. And now that I look at it, I realize how I did it. Um, and I don't know how I managed that day, but um, it had this line in it and it's like nip, blah, blah, blah. So I did. Well, that was like the thing to make it live <laughs> and so i killed oh. the thing to make it live because i was trying to put his finger in the wrong <laughs> end because i'm a moron now i realize i'm looking at it and i'm like how did i screw that up but i did um but so i broke that one so i didn't have one and the new one actually came like the wednesday we were in the hospital um but since he got sick, like we ended up going back to Michigan the following week because I had to speak and do a couple things. And the doctors are like, no, he's fine. He's no longer contagious with the flu. He's no longer anything. You know, here's an antibiotic as a prophylactic. Uh, he'll be fine. Blah, blah, blah. See you later. So we drove to Michigan, which was awful. <laughs> um, but we drove to Michigan and uh, he ended up picking up a damn cold like the last half of the time we were in Michigan. And I'm like, poor kid can't catch a break. But since then, like, I feel for him. Oh, man. (laughs) Since then, though, like, I've used that Paltox like seven times. Like, we were in the hotel on our way home, and he was starting to get kind of that croupy breathing again. And so I, like, stick the little Paltox thing on his finger, and I'm like, oh, 98%. Okay, we're good. Um, you know, like <laughs> we're good, you know, and so now he's gotten used to it. I'm like, give me your finger, and he'll like put his finger in it. And uh, he also knows I'm obsessed <laughs> with taking his temperature now, so I'm like, give me your forehead. And like, so we check his temperature, and now he has to check mine, so he'll like put the thermometer on my forehead, and then he looks at it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you're hilarious. I am crazy, obviously, because my kid has had his temperature taken so much now he knows how to do it. But yeah, <laughs> so we always had thermometers with <sighs> the kids and um, the do- we go to the doctor and the doctor would say, um, what's are they running a fever? I'm like, well, they feel like it. And he's like, yeah. you haven't checked. And I'm like, well, the thermometer I have in my kitchen isn't labeled and I live on a livestock farm. So I wasn't comfortable giving, you know. So if, <laughs> if, it's not labeled in this house, if the thermometer is not labeled in this house, do not take your temperature orally with it. She didn't have a fever and they kept saying she feels warmer than it yeah. says she is. And none of them believed the thermometer. And so then they had to, she wouldn't get the Tylenol down because she kind of threw it up. And so then we had to go through the whole 
up the other end. And I was like, she didn't even have a fever. Why did you have to put her through that? Oh, yeah. Tylenol suppositories were the greatest thing ever, other than the awkwardness that came with them, where I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, I can't help it. This will make you better, and you're not taking anything orally, so here you go. <laughs> like, And I felt so bad for him, but then I said to Carl, because he's a horrible sick person, I'm like, do you want me to see if it comes in adults? <laughs> <laughs> but you, I hope you were not the nurse for that occasion, because I'd no, be like, you didn't laugh at that you're on your own. own. Right? He didn't think it was funny. I'm like, I'm really not going to do it. I swear. Uh, I will need like those uh, like breeding gloves, like up to your elbow before you do anything like that. No, but not even then. Yeah, so, I'm just saying not even then. Uh, poor Colton, you know, like he just, he had a rough go of it. And so we're finally done, you know, like we're, I hope on the other side, but the one thing I learned from it as a parent, you know what I mean? Is like, if your kid's sick, you know they're sick. If their te- their temperature, like I see a lot of my, mo- like I have these mom groups and they're like, I think they have the flu. I should rush them into the hospital. And it's like, no, because the secondary infection is worse. Like the, so if you take them in and expose them to some sort of bacteria, then you really could make it a thousand times worse than what it was. But if the flu goes away, you know, like if the, the fever breaks for an extended period of time and then comes back like worse, that's you need to go in right away. Like I learned that lesson because that's what it was is he had a secondary infection it was viral. You know what I mean? But it was an infection nonetheless. And uh, he needed to seek out treatment. And so that was my one regret about it. I have like mom uh, guilt sometimes still is like, I waited, I should have just taken him in, you know, even like Monday night in the middle of the night, but it worked out all right. I just learned a lesson. You know? I felt like the nurses, <clears throat> like on the phone, tried to talk me out of stuff. Yes, of coming in. And like, even with when I'm like, no, listen, I tested positive for strep. I want these two tested or on antibiotics. And, <clears throat> you know, and so then I got to the doctor and he was, and I told him the story about what happened to me in college. And he's like, and I said, so I have this irrational fear of strep. I'm like, I'm deathly scared of it. And he's like, yeah. no, no, no. He's like, if that happened to me, I'd be scared of it too. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Which is totally normal. You know, I mean, it was just, it wasn't a lot of fun. And in the meantime, Jen's over power washing barns, <laughs> uh, dealing with. I had with- life pretty easy. We had, we had some sick hogs and I power washed some barns, but I also went snowmobiling for four days. So. Yeah. Tell us about that. Was that fun? You got to get away. How was it when you got back? Can oh, I ask? I, I, or did yeah. you, is Chris still dead? No, actually, he was pretty decent about it. Was he, he was. He didn't want to go. It was a. It was a. a see, it was a seed company trip, and then he would. They asked him, and and I'm. He's like, no, you need to take Jen. She loves to snowmobile, and they were like, oh, why don't they ever take wives on these trips? Just right? curious. Did they not? Like, it was just not a, a common thing for them to take wives? I don't think, I don't, I, I'm going to say no. It's not an overly common thing. I mean, like, they have, obviously, like, Bex does the whole tropical island thing, which is a couple's thing. But, no, yeah. I'm pretty sure the majority of these trips are just offered to the men. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, luckily, uh, one of the salesmen that went was a female. Um so it was me and nine guys snowmobiling and this other 
you know, she didn't even snowmobile the first day. She did. She she rode the <laughs> second day. But I'm like, dude, this is a blast. Yeah. Did you have a good time then? You enjoyed oh, it? Oh, I had a blast. Yes. Good. Good for you. You deserve it. Like you needed to get away. I think it, it was. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, dr- I drank a lot. I I drank a whole lot. I don't think I've drank that much in a long time. So tell us, though, you had an experience, and I wanted to talk about this, and this is kind of part of what happened in January, but maybe it happened in February, but I don't really care. Well, it's all mushed together anymore. Uh, Casey, what happened with that? So So, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know. I just know as a parent, as her mother and a female, I was heartbroken, pissed, crushed, it was devastating. So, so she came home the other day and was like, actually, let's see, it wasn't, it was the next day. She said, I want to talk to you about my day. And I said, I had the other day and I said, oh, okay. Yeah. Which we talk all the time, but this was like, I need to talk about my day. And I thought that was a little weird. She's like, so I, was, I sat down in a meeting and the introduced myself to the older guy next to me and he I can't remember exactly how the conversation went but it was he he basically looked at her and said well women can't be in ag sales or farmers what and yeah who was this this asshole though like yeah I know I don't know I'm like who was it because I need to know right now because mama's gonna hunt him down like what he was a farmer oh he was a farmer it was a dicamba meeting um well, that was her first mistake. She should have known a bunch of assholes would be at the meeting. That was the first mistake. <laughs> Send hate mail and to Weed Girl 24. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it. To a young, impressionable person. Was it an older gentleman? It was. She said it was. And I'm just like, I've, I've, I've met old assholes in my life don't get me wrong but even the majority i've met wouldn't have the balls to say yeah. that to a person i don't know i don't know my experience just- is that an asshole is an asshole and if he said that to her he probably says you know bad things to young male reps too and probably is just an overall yeah jerk. yeah i'm just like i just can't even I just killed someone yeah she handled it better um, than i would because she had to sit next to him for the whole meeting which i had you know what I mean? Like I had I'd have been I like remember, stabbing him with um, my pin in the nuts. I'm not gonna lie. Right. It's I bet you have a small <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I no, that's had, probably the truth. You know what I mean? Like your balls are the size it's of probably Brooklyn, like, but... you know, I probably would have looked at him and said, Oh, you have one of those really big jacked up trucks outside because you have a small <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're telling me mirrors are out all the time. No, I mean, and so I had, you know, I had a similar experience. I had a customer tell my boss that he wouldn't know why he would ever hire a girl because girls can't work in marketing and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I kind of have been down that road to a certain extent. Um, I remember one time a customer was mad and he called my boss and uh, um, I was trying to explain my side. So like the customer was bitching at my boss about something I had done. And I was trying to explain my side. And uh, the farmer was like, I can hear that girl. Tell that girl oh that she God. needs to be quiet. I can hear her. You know, so it's it happens. I still, I'm amazed at 2018, you know, because this was 15 years, 14 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, you'd yeah. think by 2018, you wouldn't have that anymore. And so it's just so frustrating because we work so hard to like, 
well, be like, no, 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 it's okay. Everything's, you know, we're, it's all equal. We're good. And then you have one ass clown that you're like, wait a minute. Wow. The ass clowns still exist. You know, well, I'm going to be perfectly I mean, honest. Yeah. I'll be yeah. perfectly honest. I deal with male chauvinism daily yeah. and I'm going to yeah. leave it at that. But, but I'm like, I can shrug it off. I'm like, you know, you're just an asshole. Don't bother me, whatever. But as a parent, I'll be honest, I was devastated. I was pissed and I cried. I'll be honest. I don't cry a lot. I cried. Yeah. Well, I can see that. And I was I would like, have. I could have handled it myself, but the but f- I did it to my daughter. She seemed to handle it very yeah. well. Oh my gosh. She handled it. I, I couldn't even believe she handled it. Because the three so of well. us she would have totally absolutely mature. Out. Never. <laughs> Oh my god, she right. did. She, I was like, "What did you do?" And she's like, "Well, I politely sat through the rest of the meeting." Good for you. I'm like, I "Oh my god, small <laughs> Casey, I don't know who yeah. raised you." <laughs> I know. Right? And it was just like she handled it so maturely, and I and, and I just I don't I think I, I guess I hope that if it were me, him saying that to me, I might have handled it maturely. I think if I'd have been there and he said that to my daughter in front of me. <laughs> I'd have come unglued on his ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy to think that because you're mama bear and, and those are your instincts. And it's, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like what we were talking about. You know, when your kid's sick, you just wish that you were yeah. the one that was sick. Yeah. Um, when your yeah. kid hears shit like that, you wish you were there to punch someone in the throat. I mean, there was some little kindergartner that told my daughter that she was a movie star that nobody else, nobody watched anymore. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> you know that nobody wanted to be your friend oh anymore, or God. something like that and i was like all ready to go like, you know batch on this kindergartner right <laughs> they don't know kindergartners they're stupid yeah but yeah and then you can't use the words and let me punch your mother while i'm at it that's exactly yeah. where i'd want to start i'm like I saw uh, something your kid's the shit. yeah i saw something on twitter the other day that was like or on, it was Facebook, but it came off from Twitter, which always cracks me up because half of the people on Facebook can't don't understand Twitter, but they'll take funny things from Twitter and oh, like yeah. post it. Post them. Yeah, and so someone had posted this thing, and that's what it it said was, uh, um, if your kid, if you're bullying, if your kid's bullying my kid or whatever, I'll show up at your house and I will tell you to get <laughs> your kid in check or something. And if you don't, if you refuse, then I'm going to whoop your ass in front of them. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, first of all, that's not very adulty, but I could see that. You know what I mean? Like, I could see the desire, you know, but I was a kid. I got bullied a lot when I was a kid. I just kind of ignored a lot of it, but I was a chubby kid. And so, like, uh, you know, so at that point, it was horrible. And I can't even imagine. I never told my mom because she would lose her shit all the time. <laughs> So apparently I'm not very adult because so when I was in eighth grade, I got picked on by this girl. I must have been eighth grade. Yeah, I got picked on by this girl because she never liked my shoes. I'm like, really? My shoes? Of I mean, yeah, no matter what things. pair I wore, she didn't like them. I'm yeah. like, whatever. You know, and, and it frustrated me and I hated it. But I was like, you know, you're just going to have to go away. And her, my freshman year in high school, her brother bullied me all the time. And Really? Oh, yeah. It was annoying. And um, yeah. a, a lot of stuff happened that year. And he really bullied me. And I didn't 
I guess I didn't know what bullying was. I felt it was picked on. I felt picked on, but yeah. about a month ago, he tried to friend me on Facebook, and I'm like, "Oh <laughs> f- no, dude!" Right? Like, it might have been 30 years ago, but I ain't over it. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't be either. The only reason he wants to see what you're doing, you know, like I know, right? I don't know. I'm- I can't stand Facebook honestly anymore. I'm just like, what? I was like, and when I saw that thing, I'm like, I wanted to send him a message. Are you? F- kidding me you used to pick right? on me all the time i'm like wait a minute jen that was 30 years ago i'm like i don't give a shit you i don't care me. i'm still mad <laughs> right i don't blame you i would yes. be oh, asshole yeah. go screw yourself <laughs> that's why i don't i'm sure that's, right. I answered everything. <laughs> that's why yeah that is my answer to everything like that's i just i always am like well no wonder you're so angry <laughs> your cleaner's tiny i don't know <laughs> so, uh, it makes you feel better just think about it anytime anyone makes you mad just use that as a reason as to why and you'll know yeah you'll understand but no i have i really am i try not to be one of those people that i'm like you know purpose like blame uh a month or a year or something for being nasty but i tell you what i was never so relieved to see january be over like it was just i knew it was gonna be rough because we had to travel you know what i mean like i knew i had two weeks of going back to michigan and that i love being able to go back easily and see my family but there's nothing easy about it because it's like three hours to minneapolis and then airport and then fly and then an hour to my parents or, you know, three hours to Des Moines yeah. and then two connecting flights. Like there's no easy, quick, you know, and um, so because we live in the middle of freaking nowhere. But so I knew that what part wasn't going to be easy. I did not expect the middle part. And then, you know, I got the uh, from a couple of different people that you need to learn how to prioritize better. What? Oh. Somebody tried to tell you that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that one. So that was fun because... Uh, Somebody on Twitter or real life? No, real life. Oh. Yeah, real life. You know, and it was like, I my number one priority is my family. So first of all, f*** you. Well, you know, you know like, what Chris Campbell would say. My number one priority is my family, but providing for my family is part of that. Yeah, and, and providing for my... Part of that. You know, that's where he is... And that's why, but no, this was because I wasn't working um, enough. I wasn't available enough uh, for a period of time, you know, specifically when we were in the hospital, um, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to answer phone calls to go over the same information, you know, when my child's in the hospital. If you can't understand that. You can pound. I don't want to work with you anyway. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, most everyone was pretty good about it. And sometimes, you know, it's nice to be a person that is in charge and responsible and has responsibilities. And, you know, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it would be nice to be a person that could just walk away. And I know you guys understand that. And yeah. I know the majority of our listeners understand that entirely. Like, you know, to just be like, well, nope, I'm not going to be in today. Right. And that's it. You shut the door to your work life and you go and do, you know, and it's, it's always that you take the good with the bad. The good is that I have a very flexible schedule and the ability to do that stuff. You know, the bad is that you never um, are off. Yeah. I was lucky. I'm lucky enough that I can push it off onto John. (laughs) You know, his, his youngest kid now is a junior in college. And so, I'm just like, you know, when Mario was sick and he's like, okay, you know, so I would just forward him emails and he would answer them or I'd text him so-and-so called, can you call him back? And, and while she was in the hospital, I got sick. 
I got a horrible, horrible cough and yeah. that went into a sinus infection, went into an ear infection. So it took me a couple of weeks after her. But at one point I missed three meetings because I'm just like, I am coughing the entire time. I'm like, all of these people are going to look at me like, why are you here? Don't get me sick. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's true. I think that's part of it is we feel the desire, the need to um, continue on even when we are sick. And there comes a point in time where you just have to be like, nope. I waved the white flag. I just yeah. couldn't do it. I can't do it. And so and then I didn't go to our Indiana meeting just because it was so far from Mara after she had just gotten out of the hospital. Yeah. So. Which is totally understandable, too. But last you know. week I made it to North Dakota and to Minnesota. It was the first time I've actually been to the Minnesota meeting. And it was like I was a unicorn. They finally spotted. <laughs> yeah. Right? But. Karen does exist for real. <laughs> How uh, was that? You were gone for the longest time you've been gone. Yeah, from your, I left Monday your kids, right? Friday night. So, um, And that was a lot yeah. of driving. I mean, you did a lot of driving. It was. John and I rode together for most of it, but Iowa always was crappy weather. We drove up through part of the blizzard. There was a little bit of moments where we couldn't see anything. And, of course, I was driving while he was on a conference call. And, uh, of course. Ugh. But yeah, we went up to Fargo and met with our group there, and then we went over to Ogilvy, Minnesota, and on the way back, I kind of had a drug deal go down in the Mall of America. I stopped and uh, met up with our friend, Ali Carson, and we exchanged. Yeah, I, I bought some caramels from him while I was in Minnesota, but he was getting his computer fixed, and he's like, well, just meet me in the parking garage, and so the two trucks pull up next to each other, and we both get out. It's like, if anyone is watching <laughs> this, they're going to think it's like a drug deal going down. <laughs> Right? And now, That's so the caramels were cold, so right? So they Karen? were frozen because they'd been in his truck while he was in the mall. Uh-huh. So, so tell the people <laughs> how we. Th- how we thaw frozen caramels well, when you're when like, you need a fix on his for a while. So I sat on mine until it warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame, man. I wanted a caramel and I wanted it. The best way. That's uh, yeah, and you knew what you were doing. <laughs> it was it's wrapped. Okay. It was your own. It was your own. <laughs> Yeah, it was your own butt. Technically, it was just my butt. You can eat food that comes out of your own butt. It's It's all all good. It's okay. It's a caramel. No one's judging you here. This is a safe space. Those are awesome caramels. Totally Uh, worth it, too. They are great. I was up in Mapleton last night, and I was almost tempted to, like, meet him. But I I went with friends on Sunday to Des Moines, and uh, I didn't get home until, like, 9 o'clock. And then I was gone yesterday, and at this meeting and I'm like, I got done speaking at like quarter to six and they're like, are you going to stay for dinner? I'm like, no, I got to go. Cause I wanted to try to get home. Well, I still didn't get home until like seven and you know, and, and tonight I'll be gone again. And it's just like immense, like mom guilt of like, I haven't gotten to do bath time. So I, I understand, you know, like where you're at on that care. Like, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's so hard to just be like, okay, I just want to be here. You know, I don't want to be anywhere else but home. Thank you. But I'm a horrible homebody, too. Yeah, so too. that might be part oh, of it. Mom. That's why we podcast from three different home. places. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's fun. We get to talk. We get to do everything. But we're all yeah. in our safe space. That's why Karen and I have yet to meet face to face, even though last week she was like an hour away. And she's like, you want to come meet me? And I'm like... I do. The weather was so crappy. It was so cold. Oh, it was terrible. Like that's why, and I did, I did want to meet you, but eventually I figure we'll come together in the summertime when it's warm and <laughs> we can live 
and our warmness, you know, but, but yeah, so coming up, uh, in, uh, February, well, it's already mid month and this month's short, but in the coming month, weeks, I guess we're going to talk about some fun stuff. Uh, we're going to discuss, um, labels, right? Yep. Uh, yep. going to discuss some other things. And not like people labels. Food yeah. Labels. That's the plan. Food labels, people labels work, I guess, right. if you want to. So, yeah, we'll talk labels coming up. We've got several different things that we're really looking forward to discussing. We're going to talk about the new uh, co-op tax law, so that'll be fun um, eventually. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that Campbell will come up again. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard, la, 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 I've heard la, there are la, people la. that like to talk about that. Uh, and right. then there's Karen. I'm at the point where, like, I make John talk about it. I made the slides, but I make him talk about it. And I'm like, just so you know, if you call me into court, I'm going to be a hostile witness. <laughs> hostile witness. There you go. My favorite is when someone asked you for your address and you're like, just make sure if they kill me that it's while my kids are at school. <laughs> so that's the, the best part. I always tell people if they're going to kill me, come to my door and look for a tall, bald man. That's me. <laughs> I sound like a chick, but I really life insurance paid up. Right? It works that way. But so yeah, we're gonna we got a lot of things that we want to talk about coming up. Uh we definitely are open to suggestions. Um we are definitely going to bring back hot mess moms. Yes. Yes, Yes, we have a we're hoping that life stops getting in the way at this point. Yes. Yes. That's our goal is that life stops being a bitch. (laughs) Life was pretty nasty in January, so so hopefully the weather will break. It's all downhill from here when it comes to to uh, weather and all of that good stuff. So we'll we'll be able to actually live our lives again. I think so. So yeah, we'll. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, what the hell happened to January and where the hell have we been? Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, I figured I Karen, you wanna add anything nope. in? Just glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just glad to be here. And uh we hope you all are and all are also cootie free. Um and uh yeah. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a super awesome day and week and uh we'll be back. So talk to you later. <laughs>